Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the VIP show with your host, Jose Testimonio. Folks, you know, we got a little bit over four months left in the year, and I told you I was going to bring the fire. I told you I was going to bring the best of the best serial entrepreneurs from all walks of life, all experiences. I cannot think of somebody better, more prepared for this type of stuff than my great friend, Aneta Powell. Aneta, welcome to the show, girl. Oh, what's up? I'm super excited to be here in your presence. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. And, you know, look, there's, there's a lot to talk about, right? You've, you've been able to build amazing things when it comes to real estate, amazing things when it comes to business. You've had, you know, a set of challenges. You went to prison, prison, and then when you got out, you went, you came out stronger. That you know, you wrote a book in prison. I mean, you've done, a, you know, many, many, many amazing things. But before we get into all that, before we get into the empire that you've been able to build, who was Annetta Powell, the little girl growing up? Annetta Powell, the little girl, was the girl that always wanted better. First off, I grew up, a lot of people don't know this, with deaf parents. So my parents could not hear or talk. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, we, you as we get older, we learn how to talk. So I learned bits and pieces of sign language as I was growing up. And so having deaf parents, it's a lot of responsibility because, you know, I literally will have to communicate when people will have to come over to talk to my parents. And so, of course, uh, my parents, you know, they couldn't hear, they couldn't talk. And so they had three children. And then I end up, uh, my mother ended up having another actual girl at the age of 40. And the another power was, you know, I was a go-getter. I ran track. Um, I knew that I wanted better in life. I always liked the finer things in life. I love the finer things in life so much that I got caught stealing at Hudson's. Do you remember Hudson's? Uh-huh, yeah, of course. <laughs> back in the day, yes, back in the day, um, guests used to be the thing. And uh -huh. um, I used to want some guests. And my mother was the type, she not value all that materialistic stuff, you know, because my dad gambled. You know, he went to the horse track. So my mother used to have to maintain the actual household and he would go gamble his money up. So, of course, there was no money for me for school clothes sometimes. So I went into Hudson's and I kept going in wow. there. I would go into the actual fitting room and I would put clothes over it. I got away with it about two or three times. And then I finally got caught. So you, you finally know, got caught. Exactly. I finally got caught. So I, I, and what happened? What, what, what lesson? I mean, did, did that did that teach you a lesson at the time? So what happened? How old were you when this happened, by the way? I was um 16 years old. So I was a juvenile. Okay. And the lesson that I learned at the end of the day, you know, you cannot, you know, allow materialistic things to cause you to commit crimes because mm -hmm. it's not worth it. And um, I moved on, I learned from that, of course. And um, hey, you know, I be I, I was a student that got, you know, A's and B's, and um, I wasn't the kid that skipped or anything like that. And I was the actual kid or individual that grew up, did not go to college when I first got out of high school. College mm -hmm. wasn't me. I wanted to, you know, do my own thing, be grown and live my life. Amazing. Amazing. And, and, and like you've done, you've done, you know, you've done so much, right? I mean, not only do you have, you know, Infinity Properties Group, you got the Wealth Connect uh, the network, the wealth connect, where you where you get special, you know, high level entrepreneurs to come together. You got the coaching. Uh, if, you, if people want to scale their business, they want to make money. When did you realize that you were an entrepreneur? I 
realized that I was an entrepreneur, right? I was, I'll never forget, I was working at Johnson Controls making $40,000 a year, right? And my mm-hmm. idea dream was to actually be a director, you know, like a director, dress nice, you know, make $100,000. But one day, I'll never forget, I was sitting there with my friend and uh, we were going back and forth and we realized that, you know, we wanted to be millionaires and we was like, wow, you know what? We can never become a millionaire working for somebody else. And so I met this guy, his name was Neil Preston. And he used to talk about real estate. He um, actually, uh, when my mother and them needed um, their house to be renovated, he was the actual contractor that did it. And he started talking about real estate and it piqued my interest. And fast forward, um, I met an actual guy. I believe that God meet us is reasons and seasons, correct? And I met this mm-hmm. guy and he actually introduced me to a guy named uh, Mark Nagy, uh, a really nice gentleman. And he used to front me houses in real estate. And I would take that money. I would actually sell the house and he would literally give me the difference. So let's just say if it was $100,000, um, you know, he was selling it to me for 40. I sold it for 100. He literally would give me my money. And I mean, you know, a lot of times people run off with your money and stuff. And at that time I was doing it. But then I realized, you know what? Uh, that this is where I needed to become an entrepreneur. And I was kind of pushed into entrepreneurship. Like, uh-huh. it wasn't like, you know, like I was able to just leave my job. It was like I had a kind of automator because my actual uh, boss actually, like, you know, you start making money because at that time I had got into real estate mm-hmm. and I was making like $30,000 uh actual month part-time working Ooh. at Johnson controls as a material analyst. And I found myself kind of slacking a little bit. And I remember making some copies, some real estate copies for my little mm-hmm. event. And uh, my actual boss grabbed the copies and I told her to give me my copies back and she wouldn't give me my copies back. Mm-hmm. So I went home that weekend and I had to think about, do I really want to quit that mm-hmm. weekend? You know, um, I had a friend and he wrote up a resignation letter for me. I scheduled a with human resource and um I went in and I gave them my resignation letter and I never looked back so I've been blessed wow wow and, and that's you know that's what you call a blessing in disguise right I mean at the, at the moment you know somebody's treating you the wrong way they're, they're not giving you the copy so you can create your event you're thinking this is the worst thing that maybe happened to you but it actually allow you to go to the next level right it allow you to level up sometimes we got to go through pain to actually realize what we're made of and what we got to do to go to the next level for people and then at that they don't have the best credit they don't have a lot of liquidity liquidity they don't have a lot of money to their name how do they get into real estate well you know what i tell people this all the time you can get into real estate with no money down but the first thing you're gonna have to do creative financing with deals or you're gonna have to wholesale and it's going to be a lot harder than someone that has capital and that has money you know a lot of times people okay. try to make it look like oh you can get into real estate with, you know, no money down, just understand that when you do go that route and when you take that approach, be ready to put the work in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Give me an example. Give me an example of going into real estate with no money down. With no money down is pretty much uh, you wholesale a deal. So you got somebody that you find an actual deal, right? A distressed property. You find Mm -hmm. it and let's just say uh, you find it for like 20,000, but it's worth 50,000. 
Well, literally, you can go to a seller if you've already built up a seller list and it's somebody that wants that particular property that you actually put under contract under an assignment. You can go to them and say, hey, this particular house is, you know, worth because you want to actually understand what is the appraisal? What is the after retail price of the actual property? And let's just say it's one hundred and twenty thousand. You actually charge him forty thousand. Right. You made twenty thousand, but there's still enough room for him to renovate it. Or if he decide to landlord it there, I mean, if he decide to rent it out and become a landlord, then there's sure. enough room for him to still make money. But at the end of the day, you could take the actual end buyer, which is your actual buyer, and get an earnest money deposit from him. And then you could take that money and you could use it for your buyer earnest money deposit. And you have to go to an actual title company that understands double close, meaning, you know, everything has to happen at the same time. And so that's how you actually can create a deal with no money down. But like I said, you got to be willing to work and you got to be willing to go and look for the deals. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's amazing. And and I mean, folks, if you're listening, you're listening to the VIP show. I'm with the great Annette Powell. Um, this is some nuggets, folks. I mean, she's, she's walking you through the damn thing, how to do it step by step. Listen to this, put this on repeat, because this is this is on fire. Aneta, thank you. I, I appreciate it and, and sharing this with, with the community. Um, talk to me, talk to me. You got into some trouble. You ended up going to prison. You gotta tell me about this. 15 months, girl. You were you were locked up for 15 months. Is that uh, right? You, what did you say? 15 months? 15 months? You you were in prison? 15 months, not 50. No, no, 15, 15, one five, yeah, right? Because yeah, you know, 15, one, 15. One, one, I'm just saying, because one day is too long. 15. That's right. 15 yes. months. Oh, yeah, 15. Yeah, yeah. 15 how months. Did, how did you end up, how did you end up going to prison? Um, what happened? And you got out and, and look at you, girl, you're shining. I, I need to know this whole deal. Well, when I first went to prison, let's start here. I was an entrepreneur before I went to prison. However, um, I went to prison because at the time the real estate market had crashed and, um, you know, I was paying down payments, you know, for actual individuals. So let's just say you purchased a house for me. You needed the actual money, you know, to actually, uh, you know, purchase the the property. You needed like 20 percent. You're only supposed to give six percent. So I would give the entire 20 percent. And so the bank did not know it because at that time you could do state to state deals. And I did a lot of transactions that way. And of course, some of them did go into default. And so the 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 FBI, because it wasn't even the bank, they didn't even prosecute me. It was somebody that actually told on me, you know, you always got a snitch in the pipeline, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> you got one of them rats in the pipeline. Okay. And he actually turned them over and let them know that I was giving down payments to kind of like lessen up his time he ended up dying. I didn't do anything to him, honestly. He had health issues. And um, at that time, that's how they were, you know, they were made aware of me. They started pulling my trash at the actual uh, wow. building. Yeah, they were pulling my trash at the actual office that I leased. And fast forward, you know, that's how I got indicted. Wow, wow, wow. That's, that's amazing. And, and, and Wait, wait, and- but the killing part is I got indicted off my own paperwork. So literally, I was wow. so organized, but you know what? I ain't gonna go into detail because I did write a book, and you know they're more than welcome to read it. But I yeah, got of off 
being organized with my own paperwork. Wow. And that's all. What's the name of the book? Indicted to Ignited. Indicted to Ignited. And you can find it on Amazon and on your on your website. Amazon. You can go to IndictedToIgnited.com, but definitely can find it on Amazon. Well, you, you're listening to the VIP show, folks. I, I promise you, uh, Annette did not pay me to say this, but you should go get the book from Indicted to Ignited. Uh, it's on Amazon. Uh, if you think this is juicy, read the book. Read the book. This is some good. Okay, this is good stuff. So, so what what did you learn while you were there? Fifteen months, a long time. What did you learn while you were in there? I'm gonna tell you one thing. So, this is what I did when I went to prison, right? And you know, of course, I was just like, you know what? I can't be indicted because you know I was like, I can't be indicted and broke. That is a bold combination. <laughs> First off, yeah. let's start because a lot of times. When we get in trouble, a lot of people just give up on life, you know. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know how people is when you in trouble. Nobody really want to be bothered with you because they think, oh, the FBI gonna come looking for them, right? Mm -hmm. And yep, so, yep. first, when I first, you know, I said, you know what, I'm not gonna be indicted. It broke, so I I worked on reinventing myself before I went to prison. I was truly blessed because I actually got indicted in 2011, and I did not go into February of 2015. So I had time. Oh, wow. to, I was truly blessed. I had time to get my affairs organized. And so, yeah. you know, at that time, I said, you know what? I'm going to read 100 books while I'm in there. So the first thing I did was I wrote 100 books. And um, I had a driver because, you know, when you actually are in trouble, you know, the, the feds, like they say, they do not come pick you up. You got to figure out how you're going to get there. You know, you get dropped off and you got to figure out, you know, they'll actually put you on a bus to go home, you know, but one thing they're not going to do is figure out when you're going to get there. They're going to mail you your date and time and the address where you need to report to do your time. And so right before me turning myself in, I went to the post office, went in, mailed the list to me. And the very first thing that I did was I read books. You know, it's important to read books because I tell people all the time, knowledge will change your situation, okay? Mm -hmm. You need knowledge in order to elevate into the person that you want to become. So I read, took the time, right? I, You know, I read books, I worked out, and, um, you know, spiritually, I actually, you know, they have a church there, you could go to church. But one thing prison taught me was discipline. It taught me mm -hmm. habit, and it taught me patience, and it taught me gratitude. Because you know what? A lot of times people say, well, prison, you know, you you got to sit down. You really do got to sit down and you got to humble yourself. And you can't go nowhere. Now, there were people that ran off the campus because it was like a campus is no gates. You free to leave. But, you know, it's not worth it because you got to do extra time. You know, and where you going to go? You know, yeah, where you go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you going to go? So it, it, it taught me discipline, habits, patience. And you know to be grateful, you know. So when I was, was it not, what, so it wasn't. I'm trying to interrupt, but it, so it wasn't a maximum security prison, meaning that you could like be outside and like look at the sun and stuff. It wasn't like, yeah, yeah, no, it, it was it was like camp. So literally, hold up, because I don't want people to get it twisted. Prison is prison, but yeah. this particular prison was like a dorm. It's like okay, you go in, they open the doors at seven o'clock. You you know, then they do count three times a day. After they do count, you know, the first two times you can go out, you can enjoy. You only lock down for about an hour each time. And then when you come in, right, at night, they do the last count. 
you know, and after they do the last count, meaning count all the inmates to make sure everybody is there and nobody ran off, right? When you wake up, you can leave as early as five in the morning and you just you free. But you you could leave you could, you could leave in like you can leave the you you gotta stay inside the premises, but yes, you, you gotta like, stay within inside the premises. But you can go, you know, to the gym. You can go eat. You can go like we had a compound where you can go and sit and talk to people. You know, wow, wow, wow. It was. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not encouraging people to go to prison. I'm just no, saying. No, that, no, no. You know, no. but that that's interesting. That, that there's like different levels to 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 prison. It's oh, it so definitely is based off the crime you do. Will depend on. Um, the max, if you need maximum security or if you don't need any security. So it was like, I was wow. at the camp where Martha Stewart was at. Wow. 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 That's, that's, that's some stuff. Girl. Wow. That's, that's amazing. And, and you, you've, you, you read a lot. Knowledge is power. You get out and, and, and this is on your website and this is part of some of the, some of the things on your social media, but you made sure that your businesses were kind of still running, right? While you, while you were in there. Well, I was blessed. I have family because a lot of times when you go to prison, right, a lot of times people come home and they don't have anything. Mm -hmm. And so I talked to my, you know, at that time, my good friend, my sisters, and they agreed to manage everything while I was away. And when I came back and I just told my sister this yesterday, like, you know, people mm -hmm. come home to nothing or their houses is sold or they lost them to taxes. And it's like, I'm very grateful that they were disciplined enough to hold my stuff together. And I came home and I came home 835,000 more money than I did before. So wow. in the tax industry, you get 835,000 in tax preparation fees while I was locked up. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I mean, wow. I mean, you, you when you're making money, well, you know, she was running, that's, that's amazing. A, a legit operation, by the way, folks. I mean, Annette was running a, like almost like a business, right? I mean, pretty much a business, and, and her family. Yeah, was they were running it out here. I couldn't remember. Yes, that's amazing. But 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 I mean, it, it, they. I'm sure they learned a lot from you before you went in there. I mean, they they knew the you know they knew the systems and, and the pipeline and the whole work. Um, talk to me about sales. If, if there's no sales, I got this. This is this is a two part question. Um. And a lot of folks that are listening to the show, they know this. You know, I'm in marketing, I'm in PR. I believe that branding is the one thing nobody can take away from you. People can take away your car, they can take away your house, they can never take away who you are and how you make people feel when you walk into a room. Okay, so my question to you is how important is marketing in your business? So let's start with that. And then I want you to tell me how important is sales in your business. First off, marketing is very important. You know, I was actually before I came. On this actual interview, somebody DM me and they said, you know what? I would love for you to come to my actual, you know, open my grand opening, but I don't have any money to really market my business. And I wanted to tell her, and which I am going to tell her, like, that's the first thing you need to do. You have to be able to get new blood. People got to know where you at. So like people tend to spend all the money on the business, but you got to have a budget for marketing. Because if you don't have a budget for marketing, you might be going out of business. And, you know, that's where brand come in. If you don't have influence and you ain't got no marketing money, you are in a bold spot. Mm -hmm. So it is important. Sales at the end of the day, if you market, right, you're going to be able to get the actual flow of customers or clients, whatever, if it's a product or a service. But if you got sales, now you can 
make some money. You know, you need marketing, but you got to be able to have somebody like calling, retaining, connecting with people, letting them know you appreciate them. You need that actual glue to stick it together because like just now today, right? We were actually doing calls and my actual, one of my actual team members, he's been calling, right? I just did a actual training. We called two people and just because he picked up the phone, we closed two sales at $24,000. So sometimes people just need that. that. 24,000. But if I didn't have him calling, right? We would have missed out on the sales because sometimes people just need that one call to push them or they need to ask that one question to send them. It might just be that one. Yes. It might just be that one call that was going to change everything. Um, I I love it. I love it. No, I believe it. I believe it. And and I think something you said, you know, when we talked about marketing, right? Um, yeah. You know, and 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 Grant says all this all the time. It's not the best product that wins. It's the best known product that wins. You can have the best product, but if people don't know you exist. No one's gonna buy from you. McDonald's is not the best hamburger, but it's the best known, right? So people are gonna buy because they see it everywhere. You need to be omnipresent when it comes to your brand, and that's what Aneta Powell uh, brings to the game. Exactly. And so, yes, I tell people. People buy people, not product. That's right. People People buy based on who you are. That's right. That's on fire. That's on fire. That's that's exactly right. Aneta, where can people find you? They want to work with you. They want to learn from you. Where can they find you? They can find me at netapile.com or, you know, they can pretty much, you know, connect with me on Instagram. But if you go to netapile.com, up in the right-hand corner, you'll see my social media handles. Folks, you were listening to the VIP show. I'm your host, Jose Testimonio. The great Aneta Powells uh, is with us today. Thank you, Aneta, for coming on the show. Congratulations um, on all your success. Go get, go get her book, From Indicted to Ignited. You can find it on Amazon. Thank you so much, Aneta. You are so welcome.